Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I want to talk to Miriam though, because Miriam, you sent me in an email. Um, you went to an industrial school when you were quite young. Just tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I was brought in as a child, as a baby, because my mum was very sick. And um, basically, we were sentenced to, um, and I was sentenced until I reached my 18th, my 16th birthday. So I was to be detained by the state. But then in 1970, my mom got took us home. Offered difficulty to get us out because we were brought in by a court order. And because um, my mom was very sick at the time with TB. And that's where my life started. And that's where I spent my whole life until I became a teenager in that industrial school in trade. At the time, it was called... When I went in, it was called Pembroke Arms Industrial School. And then it changed the name to Nazareth Home. And that's where the cruelty, as you know yourself, everything happened in there was horrific. And that's and there was an industrial school, a boys' industrial school across the way from us. And there was also, previously to us, there was a Magdalene, and it wasn't called a Magdalene Laundries. It was actually called a Magdalene Asylum. And babies came from mother and baby homes to the place we were in. And that's why something needs to be put somewhere because we were promised it. And the money is there since October 2009. 500,000 was handed over to, for us to have a memorial and a place of remembrance um, suitable for us. And we seem to be, all the time we seem to be begging. And, you know, if you make a promise to somebody, and some people, and they apologise to, you know, to the whole of Ireland that something will be done. And to me, and it, it's just, it's, it's hard work. And where I was, I feel personally, myself, and just on behalf of myself, and I'm sure every other person in industrial school, it would be very fitting to have something put there on the 25th anniversary. Is the plan at the moment, Miriam, that it would be, that the, 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 um, M- memorial effectively will be solely in Dublin. Is is that the plan yes. at the minute? The plan, the plan okay. at the moment is that the, the old, would say the first Madeline um, Asylum was in Dublin and the, the second one, as far as my belief and I'm not sure about it, the second one was in Trilly. And it was, so basically what they want now is put all the records and all, uh, some kind of um, a place of a you know, memorial and all our, everything going into the one building. To me, I don't think it should be in Dublin for the simple reason, and it should be put into a magazine. Um, have it somewhere neutral. Have where something central that people have it the 11th of May and uh, could be a day to be remembered people that suffered in all institutions. But I well, could they not feel- put something at, at, at um, maybe this is an outrageous idea, but could there not be some memorial at every, at, yes. a, at every site or former school. I mean, there was if there was the only I think the only county in Ireland that did not have any of these was County Leash. So when you think of the of the thirty two counties, right, you're left with one county that never had, um, but that every county in Ireland should have something there to remember the people that suffered, the children and the women and the men, to go and say well. I don't need to go up to Dublin. I want to go where my mum and dad were, or where my brothers, my aunties, my nana, all this. 
and every every town, every county in Ireland should even county should have their own, have their own, some kind of a more a memorial. When I suggested myself, because there's a tree where where, where I was, and it's an amazing tree. As far as I know, it's a beech tree, and it's all in, carved with initials on it, and a seating area with you know the letters of the alphabet, because we all only had a number. My number was 1061. I mean, you, when you're called a number all your life, we, we, we're still numbers to them. You know, this is how you were. This is sorry, Miriam, to, to cut across you for a moment. This is how you were identified in your time as a child in the school. You, you weren't yes. Miriam. You were no a thousand and sixty-one. Well, we were never called our names, and to me, your name is so important. People need to know, and people need to know what happened. Every person has got a right to their records in their own county, and I feel that it's it's not because it's Dublin. It's it's because no, it's... it should be it should be either the central one for everybody that everybody can go, and then there should be one in the county if mm. families want to find out. Well, you'd imagine. About... I mean, they, they could do it through the the council offices. Or I mean, I I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But yes. I mean, it doesn't seem to be. And everything's going to Dublin into the one in Thomas Dummer Street in Dublin, can... and I think it's very unfair that people have to go into a city. Can I ask and you, Miriam, a little bit um, about your time in Pembroke, Pembroke Arms? Like, uh, just the idea, you know, when listening to you today, yes, talking about being known as, a th- you know, you were 1,061. To be, to be totally honest with you, sometimes that still hurts me and it upsets me when I talk about it because it was very hard for me to discuss it with my children. You know, um, I'll tell you what they would do. They would take you out for a bed at night time and they would bring you out to a place called the Dark Shard. This is just one of the incidences now. And they'd tell you to strip and go into a, a wooden box, which looked to me like a coffin, and would put a spare firewood, would uh, keep little sticks. And you were saying to lie there and don't move naked. All night, didn't matter. Now at the night, the time I went in there, it wasn't raining. So, but I do remember counting the stars to, and I fell asleep. The next thing I would remember my, my, um, just my nightly giving back to me, telling me getting ready for mass. And the cruelty, and it was more the physical, but the, the mental cruelty was probably worse. Because What age were you, Miriam, at this stage? I was, I would have, at the time, I just made my first Holy Communion. Literally had made my first Holy Communion. Even though I had a lovely day, but that didn't last for very long. Not every nun inside there was cruel, but the cruelty that was done to everybody that I had to look at, watch. It wasn't what was done to us or me. It's what I had to witness when my friends, who I thought were my sisters, were getting beaten. It's not very nice to watch. It's not. It's, there was the cruelty that happened in these places and the Madeleines and the Mother Bay, but the cruelty that happened to us both physical and mental. We lived with us for the rest of our lives. And now they won't even give us the one thing we ask for. Something. And not to honour us, not as a number, but as a name. I'm sorry to hear, Miriam. I know it's very upsetting and, and, and distressing for you yeah, to oh, I know, I know, I know. I know, but yeah. I'm, I'm at, I mean, like, I'm out of there. I mean, 
I didn't even know my birthday. I didn't even know my birthday was the 11th of October until I came home. And I celebrated my first real birthday. And it's on my 13th birthday. That's when I was told, oh no, today is your birthday. And it was a surprise because I didn't know. I mean, that's, you know, we, we, we were just thrown away like bags of rubbish. And you mentioned you obviously came out of the the school because your mum had been unwell, which is why you were there. And then you came out. So you you left the school at 13 and and never returned. No, I I went back. I missed it. I called it home. When I go up, I go quite a lot to visit the place. And I I always say I'm going home. It's weird, but it's what happened. Mm. I think we were so institutionalised at the time. That you call the industrial school home, is it, Miriam? Yes, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. And I feel when I go up there, yeah, I feel that I'm close to people. A lot of people have passed away. Do you keep in, Do you keep in contact? Yes. With what yes. you do, yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah, yes. good. Is that, you know what? Does that help, great, Miriam? Or? It does, because we can talk to each other about things and we can have a laugh. I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, we all survived and, you know, lots of people haven't. Lots of people come out there and they couldn't even cope with life. And I mean, we did suffer in every way. Mm. When will the, um, you, you mentioned that, you know, it's, it's due to open in Sean McDermott Street in Dublin. The, the no, place. there's no, it's just, it's just kind of in the, in the early stages. Early but stages, okay. They seem to pass things without us, to our, for me personally, yeah. I think it shouldn't be the council or the government. It should be people have have a say on where this goes, you know. Okay. Not and I feel no, and I feel that by a lot of people said that as well. Why should it go to Sharman, a pre Magdalene asylum? Okay. Why should people go into that building? It should be neutral. It should be somewhere that somewhere that's four n- not necessarily in Dublin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And well, look, I, I, it's I, I appreciate you, you getting in touch and, and making the call um, today, Miriam, and 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 thank you for sharing your story with me because I know it's not. It's not easy for you to relive it, so I appreciate you doing that. I know, just for people remember the 11th of May next year, 2024. Yeah. It will be 25 years since the apology. And um, I feel it myself as you go into the history book. Okay. Thank you. Hard to believe it, 25 years since then, the, the apology in, you know, next year, 2024. There'll be, I'm sure, lots of discussion about that as well. Miriam, listen, thank you, though, for, for getting in touch um, with us today. And the email address, as always, if you want to get in touch about that or anything uh, that you want us to chat about on the show, drop me an email, lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.